0: Hello everyone and welcome to Nisa Today FC, I'm Josh Taylor and of course Happy Holidays! I hope everyone is having a happy and safe holiday with their loved ones and staying safe as we get closer and closer to the end of 2020 and moving forward to 2021. And for today's episode, Mostly going to be on the news side uh, as we are in the Nisa League off season. I'm just going to share my thoughts on what's been happening with the league over the past month since our last episode, and more. So stay tuned. All right, guys. Before we get started with the show today, I know we focus a lot on the Nisa League, but first. I got to give a shout-out to the Columbus Crew SC for winning the MLS Cup this year. Uh, The game was on December 12th, and they beat Seattle Sounders 3-0 to win their second MLS Cup, first time they've won it since 2008. And for the Columbus Crew, uh, it was a great game that I watched. And Lucas DeLarion, two great goals in that game, and Derek Etienne getting another goal as well to steal the deal. The Seattle Sounders it was very frustrating. They just couldn't get anything going uh on those guys' ends. And for Seattle Sounders, they were on the brink of history. Four out of the last MLS Cups trying to go for another title, back-to-back titles. And they're on the brink of being a dynasty, which we haven't seen the MLS since the LA Galaxy uh were winning dynasty or, or DC United back in the, or uh when MLS was starting. And uh It was a very, very great game. And for the Columbus Crew fans, uh, I'm very happy for them. Uh, How can you not be, especially after what that team has been the last couple years. You remember, it was too long ago that Anthony Precourt tried to move this team. move them from Columbus, Ohio to Austin, Texas. And that process was a hot mess. Um, And the fans started the Save the Crew movement. And it spurred on other teams in MLS and how they were able to get new owners to keep the crew in Columbus. And on top of that, get a new stadium, which they're going to open the new stadium next year. So what a great way to close out Maffrey stadium. And now for the Columbus crew, Hey, they're the champions and they're going to go in next year to try to defend that title. And it was just great to see that happy for the fans, happy for Columbus. And well, next year, I guess everyone's going to wonder uh, when they're going to play Austin FC, because (laughs) that's, the team that they could have been. And uh, I, I hope it's going to be the first game. <laughs> if you're asking for my opinion, I'm like, come on. Yeah, well, just make it the first game. Raise that banner in front of those guys. And, oh, uh, man, I, I just want to see. But who knows? It, it's going to happen at some point, And it'll be, uh, I guess, like who knows? I guess it could be a new rivalry. But uh, we'll see how that plans out. But anyways, just want to give a shout-out to the Columbus crew. And congratulations to them on winning. MLS Cup. Now let's move on to the NISA League and talk about the big news that happened this past week. NISA announced that they had approved the Rochester NISA application to join the league. So, for Rochester NISA, uh, in their words, they basically enthusiastically approved uh, Rochester Pro Soccer Club's LLC's application. And for Rochester, this will be the fourth new club in the past seven months. So if you kind of lost track, uh, New Jersey Teamsters next year will be next fall. You have Chicago Nisa that's gonna be joining next fall. Maryland Bobcats will be joining in the spring of 2021. And for Rochester Nisa, uh, according to the team website, they're planning to go in 2022 but that could change. Um, they do have the option to play it next fall, but that has not been determined. So David Weaver and Mark Washo will have to determine if that's the route they want to go. But right now they've been focused on a lot of other things at the moment, um, developing that strategic partnership with St. John Fisher College, uh, getting everything set up with their stadium, Rochester Community Stadium, which used to be the home of the Rochester Minos. We don't know what's going to happen to that team or if they'll ever come back. Um, That's going to be an interesting dynamic that could happen in the future if they were ever to come back. But uh, David Weaver and Mark Washoe have made it clear um, that they're prepared for that if it ever comes down to that. Now, one piece of news that also happened was a couple days after they or actually, no, I think it was the next day, Friday, actually. They announced that this past Friday that they were going to announce their team name. And their team name will be Flower City Union. And for me, I thought this was really cool that they went this route. Now, it's a little different than what Chicago's doing for Chicago NISA with the Moniker Madness. They chose to do a focus group led with mark washer who's going to be the managing director and chief commercial officer for flower city union and i i actually like the name i think it's really cool of course flower city it's related to rochester because that is the city's nickname um so a little different and for flower city union it, it makes it you know distinct because they could have gone united or fc or sc or athletic But they chose Union, and there's only two teams with the Union name, Philadelphia Union, most notably, and of course, Union Omaha in USL League One. And uh, according to Mark Washoe, from the interview I was reading about on FrontRowSoccer.com, Mark Washoe uh, kind of alluded to this, and I'm just going to read a quote here. He was saying, quote, they want this club to be different and unique and authentic. So the good old-fashioned Rochester FC or Rochester United wasn't resonating with everybody that we're engaging with. So I I thought that was very interesting that they talked to fans about maybe going a a generic name like Rochester FC, but didn't sit well, not sit well, but didn't kind of resonate with them. So they chose to go with what the name they ended up choosing, Flower City Union. And I think that's good. I think that's really good because in MLS especially, we've seen so many of these new teams coming in. St. Louis City, uh Austin FC, Charlotte FC. I'm like, MLS, can we can we do better than just FC, you know? So uh now I know we have them in Nisa too, but with Nisa, it's a little different because okay, Detroit City FC, they've had history, same with Chattanooga FC. Okay, New York Cosmos have that leads to the NASL days. So it's it's a little different <clears throat> with some of those teams. Um but uh for Flower City Union, hey, you know, they did a good job going with the name and let's face it, for Rochester, yes, they have, you know, the Rochester Rhinos and the Rochester Lancers. And those are historic names. Well, we've all seen names that well being questionable like the Rochester River Dogs back in the NPSL a couple of years ago. So Flower Union, hey, that's not bad. And the fact that it resonates with the fans, that's the most important thing. Because so if the fans like it and they can get behind it, then it's going to work. And it's a little similar what Chicago NISA is doing with their name contests and trying to make sure that resonates with the city of Chicago. And that's the most important thing. it resonates with the fans, they'll get behind it. So NISA added another amateur affiliation, Uh, With the Mountain Premier League. So I guess you can say they've hit mountain time. And for the Mountain Premier League, they are now just the fourth amateur league to have an affiliation with the NISA League. Joining the Gulf Coast Premier League, the Eastern Premier League, and the Midwest Premier League. And for NISA, this is great news Because we're all wondering, okay, we're all set in the East and the South, but when they're going to go out West? Well, they're building out in the Midwest up in the Illinois, uh, Michigan area, Iowa, with the Midwest Premier League. Now they've shifted to the Mountain uh, area where they got uh, teams like the Colorado Springs FC and Peak 11 FC. And they're going to have more teams out in that league with Utah and Idaho building out their West division. And for the league, for NISA, this is good because they are trying to build an open system model. And of course, they want to have a coast-to-coast of affiliated leagues uh, that can help build their network that matches with NISA. And to me... I think this all relates to their yearly amateur league. They're trying to build Nisa Nation, and Nisa Nation, everything looks really good set up for the league, as they already have the regions all set up. And I mean the regions. I mean it looks really interesting, guys. You have Northwest, the West Coast, uh, the Midwest, which can be split between East and West, which you know makes a lot of sense. The Central. Division, which is going to have the Plains and Texas as zone division. And then, of course, you're going to have the Northeast, the Southeast split up between East and West. And then Florida is going to have its own division. So that's really good how NISA Nation is settling up itself. Um, as I mentioned, they, they want to build it as a year-round league. Uh, with top quality independent clubs. Um, it's also going to tie into the NISA Independent Cup which I think is pretty cool too possibly and you know if they have more teams um, you know kind of last on the expense that makes it to travel and I think that's really good Philly, really how it's all setting up and it's planned to start next year Now, I don't know which teams are going to be announced yet, and the only one we've heard so far has been New Jersey Teamsters, at least for the spring season. I'm sure once we get past the new year a little bit, we'll probably get some more information on that and see how it develops. But very exciting times with the uh, Mountain Premier League affiliation, along with the other leagues. I'm sure you're going to get more on the West Coast eventually. And, of course, setting up Nisa Nation, and I'm very excited to follow, see what the latest developments are on that. But what do you guys think? What do you guys think about Nisa Nation? Let me know on my social media, and I'll give you my social media handles at the end of the show. Now, let's move on to the 2020 Nisa Fall Championship Champions Detroit City FC as they announced that their head coach and general manager, Trevor James, has agreed to a three-year contract extension. And, hey, it's very well-deserving for Trevor James because Detroit City FC, we know about the history of Detroit City FC and their fans and everything. And Detroit City FC, especially the last, you know, couple years now how they've built from the amateur and going into professional it's been a very very solid run club and look trevor james when he joined the team in 2019 he's been a part of that detroit city in 2019 they had won the 2019 mpsl great lakes division and they had a run where they went nine games uh without starting a goal which was very impressive and they also won the 2019 MPSL Members Cup title that year. And this was before they joined NISA for this past year, spring 2020. And of course, spring 2020 was cut short because of the pandemic. And the fall season, when the fall season started, in the Detroit CFC went 1 2 1. And then when they had their first game in the fall tournament, losing to Michigan stars, that team rebounded winning four straight games. And of course, defeating the Oakland roots in the final to win the fall title. So Detroit city FC for the past two years now, 2019 and 2020 has won a title. So it makes you wonder what's going to happen in 2021. Detroit city FC is definitely to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I haven't seen much on um, their roster changes, but I have to think it may not be too much because they know they're gonna host the playoffs in spring and they win the spring. Hey, they're they're overall, you know, season champion. And for Detroit City FC, I'm very excited to see how this team builds up over the next couple of years. And, and and who knows? I mean, Detroit City FC. They have that potential to to, to be a powerhouse. I I really think they they, they do if everything goes accordingly. And if they are on this path of keep winning championships every year, hey, they're definitely going to be setting the tone for sure. Not only that, I mean, I'm sure Chattanooga FC will have something to say about that. And of course, the Cosmos and Cal United and a few other teams. But I think Detroit City FC is setting the bar. And we all kind of thought last year when Miami FC joined, and it was the only part of the fall season, they were gonna set it, but they bailed after <laughs> <never, laughs> uh, half a season. Uh, you don't have to worry about that with Detroit City FC. So, Detroit City FC fans, let me know what you guys think. Do you guys think we're gonna win You guys are gonna win another title? Uh, let me know what's gonna your thoughts, uh, how you guys feel about that on my social media handles. But let's talk about their arrivals just up the road in Pontiac, the Michigan stars, they open up their complex. It's called Michigan star sports center complex up in Washington township. So a little ways, but um, for, of course where my, my grandparents live, they live uh, in Port Huron, Michigan. So a little, little further, but um, the uh, Michigan stars uh, announced that earlier this month. And then they also had, a friendly uh, against Metro Louisville FC uh, played them on December 8th and they won that match two to one. So that was the only kind of NISA friendly game we've had this past month. And for NISA, you know, it's setting up pretty well with the league. Um, They have, uh, they mentioned in their release that, they will probably announce a few more expansion teams coming up. So we'll see what's the ways on that. Now, let's speak of one of the expansion teams that has been confirmed that it's going to join soon, Chicago NISA. Chicago NISA, of course, they've been busy with their uh, Mark Madness and hosting uh, office hours to give fans updates on what's going on with the club. Chicago News has been busy with uh, their Mark Madness, and they're now down to the Elite 8, guys. They're down to the Elite 8, and they uh, have their four regions, the Dan Ryan region, the Eisenhower region, the Eaton's region, and Kennedy region. Uh, Of course, my personal favorite that I thought was hoping to make it to the Final Four Municipal Chicago, they are now done. Their run is over. So now we are down to the Elite 8, so... We have Chicago Athletic taking on Second City FC. I really like Second City FC. That's like kind of like my dark horse favorite that I like there. That I think has the potential to go to the final. Uh, Eisenhower, Chicago Sting, and Chicago Railman. Uh, of course, Chicago Sting. They've been the heavy favorites from the get go. They will probably get out of that and make it to the final four. They're expected to get their point. Chicago against Chicago Bricklayers. I really do like the Chicago Bricklayers, but they have an uphill battle against point Chicago and then Chicago house against elevate Chicago. I think Chicago house has the inside track on this one, but again, I'm not the one voting. I'm just making a prediction. <laughs> uh, the Chicago fans are the ones that have to decide on what the eventual team name will be. So those guys will have a huge say on that, but I think if I'm picking my final four, it's going to be Chicago House. Uh, well, Chicago House. I'm going to go with the upset, pick Chicago Brooklayers. Why not? We know Chicago things going to get there. And I'm going to go with second City FC. And who I think will be two teams that probably, or not two teams, but two names that will probably make it. Uh, I think it's going to be second City FC and Chicago Sting. You know what? Let's set that perfect scenario. You know, David versus Goliath. And... Let's go with Second City FC as the winner again. I'm just making a prediction, who knows if that's going to happen, but who knows? Ultimately, the Chicago fans have to decide. Uh, but that's my thoughts on who I think could win. But who do you think's going to win? Let me know on my social media handles, fans, on who you think Chicago will go without these eight names that we are remaining. They had 68 names and now they've narrowed it down to eight. So who do you think's going to win? Let me know. My social media handles. I know one thing. After January 3rd, if that's when the next deadline ends, we'll be that much closer to finding out who the team name is going to be. All right. Let's talk about Maryland, Bobcats FC, they also had some news as well as they announced that they uh, have have an affiliation with Prince George's Soccer Club. And for this affiliation, it's great because for them, um, they're going to work with Prince George Soccer Academy players, um, participate in, in weekly sessions, run um, by the first team players, coaching staff for Maryland Bobcats FC. And they'll also get to educate the, the coaches for Prince George's Soccer Academy as well and set up connections and help build. They're both, the main goal for both sides is they want to help um, provide players uh, a path to professional soccer um, while practicing and playing close to home. And we've seen with a lot of, Lower division clubs, you you see the hashtag on Twitter, Path to Pro, people, clubs are involved with that. And this is a great step for Maryland Bacchus FC. And they are the next team, it looks like, that's going to be on, on the rise. And we'll have to see how it all plays out once everything gets confirmed for the spring season. We don't know yet. All we know is at the very least we have eight teams uh, San Diego 1904 FC. I know they also were uh, had their player tryouts over the past couple weeks, so it looks pretty certain that 1904 FC will return from their hiatus uh, for the spring season. Still nothing from Stumptown Athletic, but um, it's pretty safe to say that they are gonna probably be an extended hiatus until possibly next fall of 2021. So we'll see. Probably after the new year. Um, in 2021 is probably when we'll start getting some more NISA league news on what's going on with not just some of their expansion teams, but a couple of more teams that could be down the pipeline and how the league's going to set up their spring season. <laughs> Alright everyone, so I just wanted to wrap up my final thoughts on the letter that was posted on the Nisa League website yesterday from the commissioner John Pruch and addressing it to the league supporters and fans. So in the beginning of the letter John Pruch uh, talked about the 2020 Fall Championship Tournament in the bubble and getting that tournament set up and the positive for that tournament was they made the whole tournament, was able to crown a champion and did not have any COVID-19 cases. He also talked about the strictly implemented COVID-19 return to play protocols that we didn't just saw for the 2020 fall tournament in Detroit. We also saw us during the fall regular season and of course, during the NISA independent cup. He also recognized the regional champions, Detroit City FC Gaffa FC, Maryland Bobcats FC, and Chattanooga FC, and confirmed that the Independent Cup will be an annual event in the Independent Soccer Calendar moving forward. He also talked about the growth of the league, where this year they had five teams that were announced, and we're just entering the end of 2020, guys. And he mentioned New Amsterdam FC, which played this past season. New Jersey Teamsters FC joining next year. Maryland Bobcats FC joining next year, Chicago NISA joining next year, and Flower City Union, the new team that was announced in Rochester, New York. And he also added that they will announce additional applicants in early 2021. He also talked about NISA building a true open system based on merit and talked about those principles. Meritocracy, no territorial rights, no franchise fees, clubs owning their own intellectual property rights fan ownership principles of solidarity payments promotion and relegation and racial equity he also talked about uh building up nisa media which is their broadcast and production uh subsidy uh controlling the rights of the league's uh games Uh, we saw his partnership first demonstrated with BN sports and it was very successful from the quality uh, production, marketing, and that you can watch the game for free. And I think that's a step up uh, from what they had before with cuju. I think that still could be a thing going forward, just in case you don't have access to be in sports. But Nisa on the media production side is setting up in the right direction. And then Commissioner John Prooch. Included in his letter about diversity, equity, and inclusion and saying NISA is taking an active role in confirming we are an anti-racist organization committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion for all our athletes, clubs, staff, and supporters. And to me that's a big deal because you don't see very often a professional league making a bold statement like that. And I got to give the commissioner, John Perch and his team a lot of credit for making a strong statement and backing it up, saying this is something that we are going to be part of our league principles moving forward. So well done guys. Great job. And I look forward to seeing this league grow moving forward into 2021 and beyond. All right, guys. And with that, that will conclude this edition of Nisa Today FC. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave your comments, feedback, or suggestions on the social media handles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. You can also follow on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we also have a Facebook page. It's at Nisa Today FC, and you can follow me on Twitter at jtsaka88. Again, that's at J-T-S-O-C-K-A 88. I hope everyone has a happy and safe holiday break over the next couple of weeks. Of course, this will be the final episode of 2020, but don't worry guys, we will be back in 2021. Until then, take care of yourselves. I'll see you next year. Bye for now.